Welcome back to the I Tried to Be Straight podcast. Welcome back. You are probably here for one of two reasons. The first one being that you are on this journey with us. And the most popular reason is that you think Nate is super cute. <laughs> and that is also why I'm back here. Okay. <laughs> Coming from the person that looks like that with that hair. But I mean, they're here for you. They're here for you, Susie. What can I say? I just, I'm, I'm starting this podcast to launch Susie. And she is now in charge. She is That's beauty. She is grace. Not true. <laughs> she is lovely. I think she underplays how pretty she is. Mm, that's sweet. Yeah. Keep but going. you can't keep hyping me up. <laughs> I've talked about this so many times, but you can't. You, I need negative from you. I, I've had enough hyping up. Now you got to give me, got to give me. It's it. not in my DNA, Nate. We're going we're gonna to find it. Somewhere in there, <laughs> there is a Susie that just slings the best insults. And mm. we're going we're gonna to find mm. her. <laughs> I do want to say, though, this is real. I looked at the last podcast, and it's really hard to watch yourself for that long. Um, if you've never recorded video of yourself and watched it back, um, you should do it because it's eye-opening. I realize I gesticulate so much. That's this when you talk with your hands. I might try and do it less, but I probably will fail. My posture also needs a lot of help. Um, so we're going to be working on that along with the workouts, more yoga. And also, I think I talk too much. D- would you like me to shush you? Yeah. Okay. Shh. Wait, while nope. I'm talking. So uh, I, uh, yeah. Uh, no, I need uh, like a hard shush. Okay. So I'm going to be no, talking and you're just going to shush me right in the middle. And while I'm talking, you're yeah, just no, going to shush me and it. you're just going to. I'll ask you another question. Why do you feel like you have to fill in the space with talking? Oh my God. A therapist asked me that once. <laughs> What did, and it was what legit did you say? and I was legit well cause I was doing that to my therapist and he was like talking and I'd be like finishing a sentence I'm afraid of silence why are you afraid of silence cause I'm a people pleaser wait what walk that back for me <laughs> I, I want to help people by finishing their sentences and it's actually like a bad thing and I'm really trying to stop and oh. I need the feedback I know I'm probably going to get this feedback on the podcast already but I need you need to tell me I can become better. That's the goal. Make me better, Susie. Okay, here's a tip for you. Yeah. Ask more questions. Okay. I, right. I'm, this is real. The, okay, go. I'm, I'm really listening no, to you. Ask me a question. Oh, um, why do you think I need to ask more questions? <laughs> you, I don't know. Just to listen more, talk less. What are, what are, what do you what do you love? Is that the what are your dreams? <laughs> well, what are my dreams and aspirations? Yeah. Oh man, I have a lot of dreams. And okay, so we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can actually say one if you want, but I, that was a joke question. Okay, well, one of Because that's a whole podcast about you know your dreams. You know what's funny is one of my dreams and aspirations is connecting all my friends. I literally just love connecting them. And that's me too. funny enough, we have one of my greatest friends here today. Okay, this is what the podcast is about. It's not about me and Susie. Nope. <laughs> We're both giving up the mic today. Who's your greatest friend? Let's hear about her. Mo, 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 Morgan. Morgan enters the She's chat. But you got to switch positions. You can't be in the middle. Oh, oh yeah. here Because like, then we're just going to be able to be like looking back and forth. I need to be nicer. I'm telling everybody what to do all the time. You need to stop me. No, it's okay. You can boss me around. I'm a menace. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Oh, that's your mic. If you want it, you don't have to. It's fine if you don't. You don't have to take the mic. It's literally, it's chill. I'm, ch- I'm super chill. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, for our listeners, I'm going to fill them in yeah. on a little bit of Morgan. Yes. So Morgan is one of the sweetest people I've ever met. She is not afraid of hard work. This girl knows how to do therapy. Like she knows how to go after it hard. 
Um, she <laughs> she's awkwardly smiling. Right now. Um, Morgan is also one of the only people on planet Earth that I'm scared of. <laughs> because it's hilarious because no one else in this world is afraid of me except for Steve. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not scared of you, but I'd love to find out why. How to be? Okay, well, why. play a game with her, and you will see what kind of the, games. Any game, like any a sport or like a board game. Anything, anything competitive. Do you, well, do you f with Catan? Uh, Settlers of Catan. Yes. I mean, I played it like a couple times when I was younger, I'll but I'm you. sure I can, I can intimidate you. I'll ruin you. Let's go. I'm really good. I'm really good. <laughs> you see it in her eyes now. It kind of glazes over <laughs> and she will beat you. She will beat you. She will beat you. She will beat you. Or if I don't, I'll make you regret oh, that you won. <laughs> <laughs> in a test. No, that's my thing. I'm the baby. So I always just like, if someone wins, I'm just like, well, I'm small anyways. Like. That was easy. <laughs> you feel good about beating me? <laughs> really? Well, Morgan also has an incredible story that she's going to share with us today. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm excited to get into it. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Really Thank happy. you for Thank having you. me. You're our first guest. Oh my gosh, I'm so yeah, flattered. This is a really big moment because now it's not about us. And I'm actually gonna like make that real and not over talk everybody this time. Aww. Last time I said it's not about me, and then I you're making it about you right now. You're gonna <laughs> just stop. I love this. I love this from you. This and today is it's all about Morgan. It's oh, all about you. Great. It's okay. all about you and everything you have to say and and your dreams and aspirations. Okay, I'm gonna great. stop talking. I'm done. <laughs> all right, Morgan, take it away. Yeah, well, um, so I know I'm on, I tried to be straight and I tried to be straight for maybe 2.2 seconds, <laughs> but didn't, it wasn't very long. So extend um, those 2.2 seconds into a one hour podcast go. Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> um, so, I mean, from a very young age, I knew that I was different. Um, a lot of the younger girls around me talked about their weddings and wanted to talk about guys and uh, character traits, uh, ways that men looked and that just wasn't a common thing that I wanted to engage in. I would try, I would pretend. I had like my handy dandy celebrity uh, that I'd always say when people asked me like, so who's your celebrity crush? I think every gay goes through this. What was it? Yeah, mine was, was Zac Efron. Me too. <laughs> okay, but like that was mine, but the secret one. <laughs> that was the opposite. Wait, who for was me. your girl one? Uh, Keira Knightley. Okay. okay. She's so fierce. Yeah. She just has that like. Yeah. If if I could, I was like, maybe she'd be interesting enough. I can get down to the charisma Zac Efron, you know, mm. like High School Musical, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that sick golf. Yeah, I guess. Scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like I, I tried to engage and I didn't really think much of it. And I mean, at that age, some kids do talk about it and some kids don't. Um, but that was probably like my first sign and indicator was that, okay, something's just like a little bit different. Um, and then getting into like my teenage years, uh, that ramped up. Mm girls were talking about guys all the time. Um, and a lot of times I would get frustrated. Um, and I was just like kind of coined as like the book nerd um, to herself, a little bit introverted, which I am, I am more introverted, um, but I just didn't put myself out there. And mostly because I was just trying to figure things out within myself. Um, and something that I really struggled with was that I'm pretty femme. Um, for the people that can't see me. <laughs> She's a cutie little femme. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very straight passing. Um, <clears throat> walking down the street, no one would really know. And at that time, my exposure to uh, the LGBTQ community was that you looked a very specific way in order to be a part of it. Um, and I was like, well, I don't look like them, so I must not be a part of it, even though like, 
I would watch lesbian YouTubers all the time <laughs> and be like, wow, they're so pretty. <laughs> and I'd, I think that I would get it convoluted with wanting to be them. Mm. Um, that was not the case. <laughs> I now know. <laughs> yeah, and so that was, uh, that was hard, being so straight passing. And then I remember I started going to therapy in college. Um, and I started opening up some conversations, some really hard conversations with my therapist. And she had presented the idea. She was like, have you, or she had asked me like, are you into men? And I was like, and like, nah, nah, nah. like very wishy-washy, didn't have like a straightforward yeah. answer. Um, and then she's like, well, are you into women? And I was like, maybe i don't know <laughs> you don't ask that question um, yeah i was like i'll get back to you um <laughs> and i remember then i i was forced to kind of deal with that reality mm -hmm. and that question and i came back to her and i was like yeah i'm into women <laughs> i like women yeah how did that realization sit with you it made me sick um because i grew up in a very christian bubble um similar to both of you guys um not to speak for you but i knew that that meant what that was opening was a cavern of lots yeah. of different things and that i would have to start deconstructing my faith um, i didn't know that that's what it was at the time but it was like this void that i was stepping into um, and so it made me sick because all the questions came up right yeah. it's like what do i believe why do i believe it um is this how important is this? Is this something that I should uh, deny myself of? How should I go about this? Um, and I lived in that space for about two years, going to therapy consistently, um, talking with my therapist, and I talked with friends, and the friends that I was talking with at the time were very Christian as well. Um, I didn't really have people to look up to um, that had faith and were also gay. Um, and so I was, I've, when I look back and I think about little Morgan in that moment, I just wish that I could have been there for her yeah. because I think of how hard that was and how lonely that was to navigate that. Mm -hmm. um, and I had a lot of people giving input into my life um, that didn't understand the breadth of the struggle that I was dealing with at the time. Um, yeah. What did those conversations look like with the people that were? Well, your life. in in their defense, how I would preface it is as a struggle. I was yeah. struggling with my sexuality, not like this is my sexuality. Um, and so they would be like, of course, being the friend, the good friends that they are would be like, well, I just want to help you and give you mm -hmm. the answers. Right. Yeah. Um, it was solution oriented. And so they're like, well, then you just need to do this, this and that. Or then uh, we need to go to church and talk to the pastor about this or mm -hmm. um and so I did a lot of those things. Um, I prayed and <laughs> I wished that this wasn't the case. Um, talked to my therapist. Um, I even, and I don't know if this is too deep, uh, I dug into my past and was trying mm -hmm. to identify if there was something, some sort of moment that like made it happen for me. Like what turned you gay? Yeah, like what made yeah. me gay. Yeah, because um, that's what the Christians will tell you happened and yes and I mm -hmm. I was like I had myself convinced at a certain point that I had blocked something out mm -hmm. in my memory um Dang. that made me this way um and I really I really struggled with that because <laughs> 
yeah, the, uh, that's a whole season of my life that was uh, really, really difficult and really dark in its own ways. Yeah, and so that was that was those two, maybe three years, maybe, uh, yeah, two-ish years. Um, and then I had put it out into the universe and it was a reality and I was actually dealing with it in my reality. Mm. So guess what happened? What happened? You met a girl. I met a girl. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> At school. Oh, dang. Wait, so was this college at this point? Yes, some... this was a college. Oh, college. Um, I was 18 at the time. Oh, shoot. Yeah. So you were like, were you at your, living with your family still? Or are you I was out? still living with my family. Okay. Um, yeah, I was still living with my family. Recalling it back now, it's so crazy how it all happened. Um, I was 18. I was in choir. <laughs> and there was just something and energy about her that was different um now knowing that's called gaydar um, <laughs> yours was uh working, yeah. and it was um in tune because i had actually brought it to the surface yes. <laughs> it wasn't like tucked away in the corners of my mind i started developing a friendship with her and um she wasn't the best person for me at that time we neither of us were in healthy spaces to be able to be good people for each other, um, but she was my sexual awakening. Um, she was the one that made it made it happen for me. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, this is what all the girls were talking about oh my yeah. gosh, back in yeah. middle yeah. school and high school. I was like, oh, I was like, I just dreamed about these things in the back of my mind, but like they were like the skeletons in the closet that we don't talk about, you know? Like yeah. this wasn't the thing that like everybody else was talking about. Um, that had its own euphoria and its own heartbreak because let's be real, lesbian heartbreak is like awful. <laughs> yeah, I think it's worse than gay heartbreak. <laughs> I, mean, just, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but. I don't know. I don't know what your guys' experience is like, but we seem pretty dramatic on my end. Oh, it's, well, I feel it's like, like you're dying. I feel like in general, and this is this is a stereotype, so I want to just say this, but I feel like. Like girls tend to go deeper emotionally quicker. Yes. I would say in general. Yes. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. we did. Yeah, we did. And there's not a whole lot that we did physically. Yeah. But we went there emotionally. Yes. And I'll just speak for myself. I went there emotionally, mm, and yeah. because it was my first time, oh. and I had no one to like guide me or be an yeah. example, I just went boom down. <laughs> like, We're in love. Yeah. Uh -huh. Boundaries who? Yeah. Exactly. No boundaries. <laughs> People pleaser on the loose. Like oh, just no. like run run wild. Yep. Um. Yeah. It was a really severe heartbreak, and I just have such a specific picture of that like time in my life. Mm. Um, um, I was sitting on the curb waiting for my therapist. It was like an impromptu meeting because I just, uh, she just like broke it off with me. Um, the and therapist I, broke it off with you? No. The girl, <laughs> the girl did. The girl did. Sorry. That's happened to me before. <laughs> what I talk about? They're like, Nate, stop finishing. Wait, are you sure? Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been talking enough. So <laughs> and you're drinking my coffee. Uh, Our coffee. We share everything now. Anyways, oh. she broke it off with you. I, I okay, get back, 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 back. I'm so sorry. Uh, no, this is great. Um, yeah, so my... The girl that I had been talking with broke it off with me and I had called my therapist and I was like, I'm a mess. Um, and I, at this point, I hadn't talked with my parents yet. I hadn't really told anybody except for a couple friends in my life. Um, and I was just like a mess. And something that I've been working through and I've gotten much better at, but I was not good at at this time was when I am in a hard place, I become a hermit, mm -hmm. um, fully isolate, fully withdraw. 
And so I reached out to my therapist and this is like a, <laughs> I need someone, <laughs> yeah. um, like a shot in the dark. And she sat with me and I just like fell apart. And a lot of it was the girl, but the other part was like, so now what do I do? Yeah, Like I'm in mm. such pain and no one knows except yeah. for like a handful of people. Um, and my therapist is like, you should talk to people about yeah. it. So thankful for her because that was the right that was the right move um as hard as i knew those conversations were going to be i knew that i couldn't do what i had just done alone or do it again alone so i told my mom and i remember uh again i feel like we probably all have a similar story it was thanksgiving dinner of course, oh, no. this is when you did it at Thanksgiving. <gasps> yeah, guys, oh. I'm so sorry. I had no one to guide me. Okay, <laughs> I did all the things wrong. Okay. <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> like, um, and they have to, they have to be you pretend to be happy after that, which is honestly <gasps> that's a win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you timed it up. I like it, and, yeah. and it's drama, and that's, oh my God. that's so gay of you. <laughs> yeah, it, seriously. <laughs> honestly, yeah. that's a Nate move, and it's, I stay Nate. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, I would advise not to do that for anybody that's a lesbian and in the closet and thinking about bringing it up to their parents or family members. <laughs> Not they don't do it on Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, maybe any other time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so it was, I just remember us being at Thanksgiving table and my mom had brought up something along the lines of like a political thing that had been going on mm. in the world at the time. Oh no. And I just was like, why do you think that? What about this person in my life that's gay? Like, are we gonna exclude them? And my mom just looked at me and was like, why are you so passionate about this? Oh no. <laughs> and I was like, well, maybe because we are interacting with gay people all the time and why would we choose to be hateful? Mm -hmm. Like, why would we choose to be hateful when we could be loving? And she's like, that's not hateful. And I was like, yes, it is. Dang. And she was like, something else is going on. I was like, yeah, because I'm gay. And like, obviously, oh, my pencil gosh. drop moment. Like oh, the whole entire table was like, Ugh. Oh my God. Which, okay, for the, for like context. <laughs> I love this. Get it. It was just, it's just, at, it was at the table, it was just me, my younger sister, my mom, and my dad. So it wasn't like still, that's extended enough. relatives. Family, yeah. yeah. But still, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's for the story, it's just extended relatives. <laughs> the entire yeah. family. The whole family. Yeah. Great, Grandma, great grandpa. Grandpa. <laughs> Four levels of ancestry just, in this table. Just for the wildness of the story. Yeah. It was no, it's extended still wild. family. It's still wild. Yeah. And I remember my mom, it went silent and honestly kind of blacked out. I don't really remember what happened after that at that point. But I remember mm -hmm. we, my mom um, asked my dad and my sister to wash the dishes and we went upstairs, my mom and I, and I just basically cried because mm -hmm. at that point I was going through the heartbreak yeah. still and it was still very real. And I shared with her my experiences and <laughs> she did say at one point, she's like, oh, that's why you were never really into boys. And I was like, mm. yeah. <laughs> she didn't even think about it till then? No, not really. Wow. I mean, and I think a lot of it be, is because of my preferences and like how I interact with the world is very feminine. Mm -hmm. um, and so because of the stereotypes and because of the way that the LGBTQ community was perceived, it was very easy right. for her to be like, that's not even an option. And because I was in the Christian faith too. Right. So like that wasn't even something that she really entertained if she did for very long. Hmm. Um, so it didn't really cross her mind. She's like, okay. Um, and something that, and I'm so glad that I had my therapist at this time who, by the way, 
was also gay and Christian. No um, way. Yeah, and I didn't know yeah. that coming to her. Um, Shoot. Yeah. Uh, it was a, honestly such a blessing to end up being with her um, because I made it my mission to live in tension between faith and sexuality mm. because what I had seen was that it's polarizing and it's divisive. Mm -hmm. And what it comes down to for me is what's most important is loving God and loving people. Yep. And I know that I haven't loved God in the ways that I should in the best ways mm -hmm. in the past, and I probably won't in the future, but I'm gonna make every attempt to do that and also then love the people around me with mm -hmm. every part of me yeah. um, in whatever season of life that might be. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and so I knew for my mom, I was like, this is gonna be hard for her because she's pictured my life one way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. As much as she has tried or has tried to give me the grace to live however I want, this is not something that she factored into her idea of me. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. And I wanted to make space for that as much as give myself space for my voice. And that was through a lot of therapy that I came to that conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a mature response to say yeah. like, hey, you're gonna have your feelings about this because you've idealized what my life is gonna look like as your daughter. and. Yeah. I'm gonna give you grace and extend that grace to you to have space to feel whatever you may about it, which is so on brain for you. <laughs> At such a young age to get yeah. there, like I feel like it took me a lot longer to get to that kind of yeah. thinking of, you don't have to have a black or white, like there's tension, we're in the middle of two different situations and you have grace for all of that. That's really impressive. Thank yeah. you. I mean, I, I had seen it be divisive. Yeah. And I think the political climate that I grew up in, in the church, they were talking about it in a negative way. Yeah. Um, and in my family, I had had experiences with family members that were not positive. Um, and not to uh, wrap my parents out, they didn't know better at the time, but th they didn't handle it well. Mm. Um, and how they spoke about people and how what was yeah, how you spoke about the people, that was the reflection to me that I had received. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, that's not who I want to be. And if that was me that they were talking about, because it could have been, <laughs> I was like, wow, I don't want to do that. And so it was something that was really important to me when beginning to share with my mom, my dad, extended family, that I lived in that tension, like you and I talked about, Nate. I think that that's a really great way to put it. Um, and I don't always do it very well. And sometimes I get really angry on one side or the other. Um, but that was, I made that my mission and my mom and I cried and we had a really hard conversation. It was really hard for my mom at first. Um, but what I'm so thankful for is that she did come around. Wow. Um, and my mom and I have struggled in our relationship, but we, this is something that I know she's made a really big priority. Um, wow. And I'm very thankful for that. Um, so fast forward past that moment, I had started making a couple friends at the school that I was going to that were gay. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, and they were just friends. <laughs> um, they were just friends. <laughs> made a lot of friends. And they were roommates. I made so many friends. And they were roommates. We've, we've all made a lot of friends. <laughs> now that we've come out now. <laughs> yeah. um, and one of the things that came up in conversations were dating apps. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, which, which one? Uh, her. Oh. 
I've just for women. I don't know if it's still a thing. It is. It is. <laughs> are you on it? No, I'm not. But I know Guys, because Susie her? is on her. <laughs> are you her? No, I'm not. <laughs> We're going to get her. Susie on her. I'm too scared. This is actually, this is an ad for her. They haven't been doing so well in the ratings. We're going to bring them back. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you my love story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could find one too on hers. Even the guys are using it. Hymns. <laughs> Hymns. That's Hims. a different thing. Yeah, that's a different thing. <laughs> Anyways, you're on her. Yes. Okay. Yes. I was on her, um, or I joined her and truthfully, and I, I do mean this with all sincerity. I joined it to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know I've seen those Tinder profiles. We're yes. here for friends. Yes. No, seriously. And I, I put in my bio learning to bridge the gap between faith and sexuality. Wow. Um, because it was really important to me that people understood where I was coming from because it took up so much of my head and heart and mind and everything. Yeah. Um, um, and I talked with uh, a handful of people, and then this girl Ooh. slid into my DMs, Ooh. and she was like, "Your eyes are so pretty," and I was like, "Your sure. eyes are so pretty." <laughs> and fast forward six years later, and I'm engaged to her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she's incredible. And she's incredible. She's yes, best. yes, she's amazing. Um, she, so yes, her and I started talking on this app and uh, switched over to Instagram and thus our love story started budding. Um, at this point, I had not told some of my extended family. The moment that I met her and started to get to know her, I was like, oh shit, this is real and I need to, I need to come out, mm -hmm. um, fully out. Dang. Yeah, because I was like, it's important to me that she gets to be a part of my family, at least the family that's willing to accept me. Yeah. Um, and I wanna do this right. Mm. I told my dad, and I had told my mom not to tell my dad. I'm pretty sure that my mom told my dad because he handled it dad. so well. Cahoots. She told your parents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they can't not. They yeah. can't. I'm, he handled it so well and was so incredible. Um, but I had some other family members that did not handle it well. Um, and I want to give them benefits of the doubt and be as gracious as I possibly can. Yeah. I had one family member in particular that I was very close to that um, it was really hurtful um, how they chose to handle it and I it was like three months into um, Lauren is her name uh, Lauren and I's relationship and it spun me into such an anxiety that I uh, couldn't eat and I was uh, getting sick and I was bedridden and I yeah, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't function. Mm. Um, and for a couple months, my mom had to take care of me because I couldn't move. Uh, my body was too weak because I hadn't eaten. Through that time though, I got to see people around me rise up and show their true colors. Um, the friends that really wanted to be a part of my life got to be a part of my life. Um, and walk me through those moments. And it was very few people. I was actually really shocked. Um, but those people are solid people and are still people in my life. Mm. After getting on some supplements, some natural supplements, I was able to finally like gain enough strength back to like start moving and start getting a hold of my mind. Cause what had happened is I just had yeah, do spiraled. gone down the drain. Yeah. And I couldn't get a hold of my mind cause my body couldn't get a hold of mm -hmm. itself. I got on those supplements and I was able to pull myself up. And Lauren and I at that time, uh, we struggled because she was like, you haven't 
Like, do you need to sort this out? Like, do you need to yeah. go do this on your own? Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't sure. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I want this. I want us. But I don't. I also don't know like when this is going to end. And we tried going to like Christian churches that were affirming, and we tried doing like all of it. But I just like I couldn't settle myself. Um, went back to therapy. Thank God for therapy. <laughs> same therapist this whole time. Um, n- yes, okay. actually, yes. This was the same therapist. Um, and that was really helpful um, to gain some more clarity back. And uh, what was the clarity that you got during that time? I think I had. So I'm a people pleaser too. I know that you'd mentioned yeah, that earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think uh, truthfully, I think if you grow up in the church, it's really hard to not be a people pleaser. Exactly. Really. <laughs> um, and so I grew up that way. Um, and I had, I was constantly looking up to people wanting to model my life in their ways and be the best version of myself. Um, and so I was highly influenced mm. by some of the people that chose to not agree with how I was going to do my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sent me into a tizzy, <laughs> yeah. to say the yeah. least. Um, and so, but what I had to realize is that my voice matters um, and how I choose to live my my life is my choice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just because someone doesn't agree with me doesn't mean that I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, wow. And it's huge. Yeah, a, but a painful realization and one that I still I still will grapple with yeah. um, in different seasons of life depending yep. on the certain kind of rejection yeah. that mm-hmm. I that I get um, because of some specific traumatic events. <laughs> um, <laughs> Next episode. Yeah, right. We dig into the specific traumatic events. <laughs> yeah, but we're healing and what I can say is that I, because of those times and that rejection, I have... I know that I have a certain kind of grace mm-hmm. and love for people that maybe yep. some people wouldn't yep. have without that experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so in the same breath, I'm also really thankful for mm-hmm. what happened. So three months, we that happened three months into Lauren and I's relationship. Dang. And uh, it was hard and we struggled. Um, but we chose each other and wow. we made it through, <laughs> obviously. And yeah. I, at that point, like I, it was me just trying to get my mind well, get my anxiety under control. Yeah, Lauren and I, her and I against the world. <laughs> wedding bells. Yeah, yeah, wedding bells. Actually, that didn't really happen though until, or at least uh, her proposing to me until four years in. Um, and we proposed, or she proposed. Yeah, yeah it's been did. two years. Okay, yep. you mentioned, I'm curious about this part of your story, that yeah. you guys had tried some affirming churches mm-hmm. and I'm curious about because you were involved and in yeah. engaged in the church previously before oh, that. yeah like what was that like I forgot about this part of the story <laughs> <laughs> um so I had been involved in a couple churches beforehand um and not in a faith way um like I wasn't teaching any biblical teachings I wasn't I was teaching uh acting in theater because that's what my major is in um, and when they had found out my uh, that I was dating a woman, um, they had asked me very kindly, but they asked me to leave and to step down. Um, so my experience with churches and <laughs> has been not very positive. And I've had a couple pastors have a really 
strong opinion (laughs) about my choices um, in my life. And uh, so it put a bad taste Mm -hmm. for church in my mouth. Um, And in that anxiety period, uh, I was just doing anything to seek comfort because that's where I had grown up in my whole life. It used to be a place that gave you comfort. Yeah. And now it's becoming something that's causing you pain. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And so I was like trying to find that same comfort and I just, I couldn't find it. Mm. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't see it. I couldn't feel it. Uh, and I honestly, my heart has shut from that experience Mm -hmm. and I, I've wanted to open it up again. Um, but I, I haven't trusted it if yeah. I'm being transparent, yeah. Yeah. um, because of some of my experiences and yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. If there's some affirming churches out there that are really awesome and cool and hip, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually there's, there's one and I might have the pastor, this like amazing lesbian pastor, like friend what? of mine, um, like ah. a church, like 30 minutes from here. I've been going, ah. um, so she might become the podcast, but <gasps> no, I, I would love that. I totally it's it's hard because the church became a place where I felt safe, but you know I felt like I was people pleasing all the time. And now you just go there and you're kind of waiting to be triggered. Yeah, you know, is that kind of how it felt? Like you're just kind of waiting for them to say something where yep. you don't feel safe anymore. Yeah, yeah. And like if I were to hold Lauren's hand, like if Lauren and I went to church together and we held hands, I don't want to be a spectacle. I don't want to be looked at as yeah. like an exhibit or like a thing to change. Um, I just want to be able to go and have yeah. community and to talk about things that I'm passionate about and the world and human experiences and love and kindness mm-hmm. and community. Those are the things I want to talk about with people. And so what I ended up doing is I found church in places that aren't technically church. In yeah. the shows that I was doing, I found church. Mm-hmm. In the conversations, the one-on-one conversations that I would yeah. have, I would find church because the things that I wanted to talk about were deep and profound and meant something for me and meant something for the other person that I was talking to. And we shared that experience. So that's church. Yep, <laughs> yep. And so that's where I started to find fulfillment and, um, that's where my like I guess faith started to turn towards rather than the uh, the stereotypical the structure yeah. yeah structure of church the Sunday church. I'm curious that day when you like had to sit down and have this conversation to step down. I mean at this point you had like been investing time your talents like mm-hmm. you, I mean you were with students like yeah. helping them through like they had kind of attached to you at this yeah. point like and I'm curious. You're sitting with the, the leader at this point and they ask you to step down. Mm-hmm. And what's going through your head like once you leave mm-hmm. that meeting? Um, well, <laughs> I truthfully can't really fully remember. There's a lot of it is uh, white in my mind. Yeah. I can tell you what my body was experiencing. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Yeah, um, I was sick. That's my yeah. that's my response normally. Yeah, sick, shaking. Um, you just can't process, and your mm-hmm. body just is mm-hmm. like, no, mm-hmm. can't. But what I was still very firm on is how I wanted to treat them and the kind of impression that I wanted them to have mm. of me. Um, I didn't want to be the, and there's nothing wrong with this, but I didn't want to be, it didn't sit set well with me to be the gay that picketed. Yeah. Um, I wanted to show grace and love and extend kindness in ways that I 
hadn't been extended because that was really really important to me Dang. um and they they prayed with me um and i accepted that and they cried um and i know it was hard for them because they were they had been receiving information and they were passing it on to me it wasn't directly from them it was painful and it was hard and i knew coming into it that it was happening Mm -hmm. because uh we i wasn't allowed to have a one-on-one with another woman um they had asked someone else shut the front door they had asked another woman to come in (laughs) meanwhile like the the guy pastors in these kind of situations are like meeting with girls one-on-one that's fine but yeah not you yeah um and so i knew coming into it i was like okay i know what this is about um and part of me was like frustrated i was like why didn't i beat them to the punch (laughs) (laughs) i should have quit first (laughs) (laughs) um like this like the little uh like vengeful part of me yeah so i knew what was happening when i came into it um yeah and i walked away and i was like okay like my place is not at the church yeah um it's not where i'm accepted it's not where i am or where they're going to bring out the best in me um i'm not going to feel empowered as a woman who loves another woman but also just even as an individual yep (laughs) um yeah it's just going to be staggering for me oof Okay, I have a, another question. Yeah, so Susie, you're so good with questions. <laughs> She's really good with the questions. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I don't got any ego ones now. <laughs> I'm curious to know what it was that you needed to hear at that time to know that, hey, your place is in the church. Your giftings mm. are useful in the church. God made you beautifully and wonderfully <laughs> made, yeah. right? Like, what yeah. did you need to hear at that time? Like, if I was looking at <laughs> little me, um, I would say that I love you. You're so talented. You're doing the best that you can. I'm so proud of you, and I'm so excited to see how you grow. Wow. Day mic drop. <laughs> I do feel like, regardless of your stance on this, because I feel like some people from different stances be watching this podcast. Yeah. Like, what you experienced in those moments from anyone watching that would be like, that is the last thing that would help you you didn't feel love you didn't feel taken care of you felt other people being afraid other people trying to protect themselves yeah like that just makes everything so much harder when you're already processing all this it doesn't help you in any any way like what would it if you were to come out and experience this again what would you how would you ask people to respond to you even if they didn't have a grade for you know your side of the story what would you what would you hope people would respond to people that in their lives that are experiencing something that that are coming out um i think i would want i would want the experience to not feel like i'm othered (laughs) i think i felt like a monster at times yep um and like i was some perverted dirty uh yeah selfish uh thing that needed to be washed and cleansed Mm -hmm. um so i think having someone say you're pure you're good your desires are true and you deserve to experience this life exactly how you want would have been really impactful yeah how would that have changed your relationship with the church or even god moving forward a lot. <laughs> yeah. 
I think because of the representation and because of how much I valued people's opinion at that time um, and put such weight in people's opinion, I would have my view of God would not be as skewed Mm. Um, because I think God is all those things that I just mentioned. Um, And I think he wants that for literally everyone. I just don't think that God looks like the Christian God. Mm. You know, God can look like Buddha. God can look like Allah. God can look like and manifest in all different kinds of ways. And I think if we put limitations on one religion, um, that's only one way we can experience God. Um, and I think he's far greater than that. Yeah, yeah. that's my mini soapbox. <laughs> no, I, and I think I still, I would say I'm still a Christian, but I think I've had to like pull back and just, I think religion is the biggest piece of me mm-hmm. having a hard time, like still wanting to be a Christian because yeah. as a structure, it can just be so harmful, especially in the American culture. Religion has become like a political party. Yeah. And it's become so toxic and it's become something where you look for the rules before you look for love. I've just seen that so many times. I still identify as a Christian, um, but at the same time, like it looks different than my Christianity used to look like. Right. And I think there's been, there's been times where like I've been pulling apart the faith. I'm like, what do I actually believe? And I mm. still feel connected to God and it feels still feels it still feels like the God I knew as a child that I still felt like I was connecting to God mm. even through all of this. Yeah. I just never felt like it was all of this judgment and all of these like this perfectionism yeah. and this like need to prove myself and be enough and just be right and good. I realized all that stripped away and I'm like, is there still faith in the Christian God? And for me, mm. I felt like there still was a connection to the Christian God yeah. and Jesus and I still feel that. But I think now it's not like, like, cause I hear your perspective and I'm like, I totally know where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I think you still recognize spirituality and it feels different to you now. Yeah. And so different. I love the journey that you're on. Like you. I really respect it, honestly. And like the openness to spirituality. Cause I, I feel like, and I have no feelings towards anyone that doesn't feel like they want any spirituality in their yeah. lives. I That's get it. After it abuses you, yeah. <laughs> when it's your abuser for so long. Yeah, you're like, I don't yeah. know if I, yeah. And there's so much space for that. Yeah. I think we've all probably been there in different seasons of our life for longer periods. Um, but what I can say is the thing that I always fall back on, call it Holy Spirit, call it intuition, call it however you want to call it, yeah. um, is the kind of person that I want to be, the way that I want to love. Um, that's the thing that guides me above all things. Yeah. Um, and that's the kind of person and the way that I want to interact with this world and make my mark, um, whether it's small and it's a teeny tiny ripple um, or it's a massive explosive wave, you know, that's that's what I want to do. Well, just as your friend and having a, like a, a seat at your life, <laughs> I can attest you are such an intentional person with the way that you handle not only every aspect of your life, but specifically relationships, you. Um, you tend to go inward to kind of see like, hey, how am I contributing to this dynamic or what mm-hmm. am I doing wrong here? And in that sense, you extend so much love and grace to people. And I, I know you're making an impact in people's lives, despite it not being in the church. I've seen you have that impact in students' lives in my own life. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> now this podcast, whoever hears yeah. you. Yeah, yeah no, I... I think meeting you and your partner, there's just a natural, 
you you just seem so naturally loving and naturally <laughs> you're connected but you're also love i i love couples where you go into a room and their energy just builds energy up because a lot of times couples will like you know just be themselves yes, it's like yeah. yeah but you two were such like you brought i think it was Susie's birthday you brought yeah. so much life and energy to the room I'm like these girls are really cool oh, um, thank you so I'm, I'm actually really excited you're our first guest but you just both of you naturally carry love for people really well mm. and you've been through so much and there's even stuff like i'm sure you haven't even shared and like we got to get your partner on here sometime too oh someday. my gosh yes that would be fun, be fun. But, like, <laughs> tell our love story from our perspective <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but then like i was I was hanging out with a group of like all sorts of people from all different walks but i feel like you are a great representation representation of someone who's kept like their love open and honest you're not like closed up you're not bitter you're not angry you've been kind of pooped on <laughs> for lack of a better word yeah. and yeah. you've still like kept love for people that maybe pooped on you so how would you say what was the biggest tip you'd give to someone on how to stay soft and keep your uh like keep yourself in a place of love i don't know um i think when i when i think of like the perspective that I've had, the thing that drove me most was how the kind of impact that I wanted to make on the people around me. Um, and I knew it was a positive one. And what does that mean? That means kindness, that means uh, love, that means uh, curiosity, that means uh, safety. And what those things embody for me look like just showing up for someone. Yeah. And so those are the things that that drove me. I don't know if that answers your questions. I kind of no, got lost good. in the sauce there for a second. No, and my question was <laughs> my question was long, and it's not as good as Susie's, and that's fine. I do have one more though. I do have one more, which I feel like I should just kind of be a token question on this podcast. Is mm. like, if you could say something to yourself at 16 years old, what would it be? Oh. Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, stay true. You know who you are and don't let shame take over. Mm. I needed to hear that today. Honestly. Yeah. Sheesh. <laughs> yeah, shame is a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. We shame can say that. No, we, I think we're going to cuss. <laughs> I haven't like decided officially, but I think we should cuss. <laughs> I like to cuss sometimes. I think uh, especially as people who grew up in the church, yeah. um, shame is a favorite tool um, yeah. and is used to keep people in line. And I think that that is not good <laughs> and can yeah. cause irreparable damage. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I think I, I did need to hear that. <laughs> I think shame is something we always got to watch out for after yeah. so much of our lives were consumed by it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Anything else you wanted to ask Susie? No, I think you covered all the good questions. I, did I cover? I, yeah, you, I, you were those good, good ones? Are <laughs> they good yeah. questions? Yeah. Um, anything you want to ask us? What? What's, oh my gosh! Well, you guys we have already shared out? your stories. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could make another one. <laughs> I could find another story. Um, this morning I had a great coffee. Ooh, you did. And now was it Susie's? Mine. <laughs> I also drank some of. I I I realized that I can't just have one cappuccino anymore. I have to have more than that. So oh I had the cappuccino, but I don't need two full drinks because two is too much. So I had the cappuccino, and then I had a little bit of our cameraman's, and then I had a little bit of Susie's, and that's fine. Because 
he just sips on people's random coffee. If, if you think I'm so beautiful, you would just let me drink all your coffee and not that have a problem with it. That is true. You're beautiful. You can't just, just compliment me and not give me your germophobe. coffee. Oh, I keep forgetting. I I'm gonna forgot I'm about that too. She hides it so well. I, I, like, you don't give germaphobe. I know, so, but I'm thinking it. So all by the end of this podcast, I'm gonna I'm gonna so break I the germaphobe. <laughs> just cough in your genitalia. Okay, you want a yeah. fun story? What I would do to my little sister? Um, she's was a germaphobe growing up. I think I've told you this story actually. Oh, yeah, I've told Susie it. this story, um, but you get to hear it. It's so right, it's a good one. this is a instigator older sister moment. What I would do is I would sneeze in her general direction, and she would freak out. She would literally stick her head out the window, like if we're in the car, and be like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> because she didn't want to get my germs. And did it fix her? Uh, you'd have to ask her. No, she. I think it just makes her. Yeah, it makes her. Yeah, worse. Susie, we're gonna make you better. I'll just sneeze you. in your general direction. Whenever I have a cold, I'll invite you over. No. Yes, it'll be so fun. Okay, that's when I get OCD when someone has a cold. I, I'm the guy that's just like, <laughs> stay away. Stay my away, posture will be like this. <laughs> like I'll, I'll literally do this, and then um, I think I feel like I'm being subtle, but they probably know that I I'm scared of them. They always know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is this it? Yeah. You're gonna close this out today. Okay. Uh, do you want me to look at the camera? Yeah, that one. Okay. Thank All you this. so much for joining us uh, at I Tried to Be Straight. Is that the right actually? Dot com. Yeah. I Tried to Be Straight.com. Thank you so much for joining us at I Tried to Be Straight.com. We'll see you or they'll see you next time. Wait, can you do not dot com but podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have a website. There's no website yet. Dot gov. No <laughs> actually, someone's going to steal this website. We have to get it now. Oh, yeah. We're going to get the website it. before this podcast comes out. Okay. 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 So, but still don't do dot com. That's weird. No, just say podcast. I mean, it was cute, but it was weird. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> and I told you, and it's not your fault. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us at I Tried to Be Straight podcast. We'll see you or they'll see you next time. Dot com. Dot com. Ha, 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 ha.